There's probably more out there. I have one in my pocket here that somebody gave to me. But uh, the one question that came up the other night, I've got children, so how do you want to do this, Leonard? Uh, does this work here, or should I be at that mic, or how do we? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I certainly, I'm the type of, yeah, I, I personally like time to think things through and sometimes shooting off, you know, the hip really quick, I, I, I want to be cautious sometimes, but um, we'll, we'll try here. One of the questions was, <clears throat> okay, so if your children are, you teach them to clean up their toys at the end of the day and... Uh, you can, they're doing it, but you can sense that they're just not really. I mean, it's like you just got to constantly stay on this thing. And what you really want is cheerful obedience, not just simply obedience. So how do we get it from this stage to where it's actually cheerful obedience? Um, how do we get it? So the first question is, well, have you spent? I mean, you've been telling them to do it and you're asking them to do it. Um, they're doing it because they know they have to, but there's not really that cheerful uh, obedience. I know we had a brother in our church that used to tell his children when he asked them to do something, they would say, um, he'd, he'd ask them to say, now, now say, I'd be happy to. And uh, train them to say, I'd be happy to. You know, when you ask them to do something, I'd be happy to. And so we did that some with our children. I remember doing that as they grew up. You ask them to do something and they, you could see that they were sort of, okay, they'll do it, but, and so we teach them now, okay, so when they're not really willing to do it, it looks something like this, I'd be happy to. Okay. Look, I, I would like you to be cheerful. Um, I'd be, I'd be happy to. And some of that you just, you, okay, here's what, I'd like you to just do it with a smile. So it starts out with an obedient smile. An obedient smile is kind of, but if you loose lighten the thing up, it can be a cheerful smile. I'd be happy to. Um, any ideas for this father how to go beyond just um, <clears throat> beyond you know saying I'd be happy to? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about the toy box. I'm thinking if it's cheap toys, you could just put one toy ten feet away and say, okay, everybody, it's time to clean up the toys. Let's see if we can get in the box from back here. Um, now you're going to need to be there, but then I got to thinking if I say something like that. This thing could be really chaotic in some of these houses. I'm not sure all toys can be thrown. So you have better ideas than that. Um, First of all, I think this is something. This is where I think training is important. This is not just a gut reaction type of thing. I think if you actually step in, like the story we shared where our children weren't, when I asked them to pray at mealtime and they didn't want to pray. And I said, okay, who wants to pray? And I raised my hand. And uh, next meal, we did that again. And by the third meal, they were ready to pray. And I think there's some element here. Can you make it exciting? Work with them, clean up. Cleaning up the toys can be a fun thing. Let's see how fast we can do it. Let's set the timer. Dad's going to take this half of the room. And, and, and you two little guys are going to take this half of the room. And let's see who gets done first. I'm going to clean up my side as quick as I can. You see if you can get, if you can beat... That would be one way. I mean, I would just step in and try that. And if that don't work, keep going. What's any more suggestions? How would you chain for happy obedience, cheerful obedience? Yeah. 
Is there any feedback from the congregation here? Anything you've done that uh, you feel has produced cheerful obedience? Yes, brother. Got a we got a hand up here. Well, first I'll say I could easily ask the same question, and I'm looking forward to other answers. But one other idea that uh, maybe doesn't work every day, but brings a lot of joy to cleaning up the house, if that's the question, is uh, counting things. Who can find the most things that aren't where they belong? And I think we might come up with maybe uh, a dozen things or a couple dozen. You'd be surprised when the children start looking for things where they don't belong. We can come up with hundreds of things. Uh, That keeps some interest in the home for sure. Any other suggestions for cheerful training? It's hard for a child to say too serious if mom and dad are having fun, helping them out. Um, you, you can make it fun for them. I think you need to get in there and do that. Now, um, I, I find that children do mature as time goes along. If you keep working with that, they do start growing up and... I was just listening to our family yesterday because there's so much fellowship among the older ones. And then I was listening to the younger ones. Oh, yes, we still got, I wasn't thinking about that much, but as I listen to my children, the younger ones still are fussy some, and there's still things, are, there's, but the older ones are working with them too also now. Um, by the way, here's a, good, here's a good thing to do, fathers. Next time at family worship, just say, children... I don't want any, any, anything between your heart and my heart. Can you point out things in my life that you have been distressed about? Or, and they're, they're quite happy to do that. Uh, they're quite happy to tell you things that, um, and, oh, yes, you're right. And, and seek to try to hear their hearts. Um, okay. Any more thoughts on that particular question? Cheerful Brother Leonard. I imagine that the way we do life really doesn't rub off and affect our children. And so if we go through life, what do you think, Brother Mal? If we go through life and life is kind of drudgery and, and we're not the most happy and cheerful person, I don't expect that our children would be either. So I would think that with time, if we do things, uh, you know, joyfully, uh, with exuberance, those things do affect and rub off. What do you think? Right, I, I agree. Our attitudes affect a lot. Any more feedback on that particular question? Teach them to say, I'd be happy to. And then, and then work with them until you get them beyond the obedient smile to a cheerful smile. And I usually will just, I'll just start, I don't know, I, I, we've done this already in our home where we, I've worked with them and I'll do something till we have them laughing and, and then they're going forwards with their obedience with all of a sudden it seems like the cloud has passed away and they're, it's just happy again, you know.
Any more questions? We have one here. Does it make a difference who dad or mom is uh, dad or mom is the main disciplinarian in the home? Does it help mom be a better wife and mother if she isn't continuing to discipline when dad is home? So I think the the cry is here. Um, dad is away. He's a lunch bucket father. And so mother's taking a responsibility, but then when dad comes home, she would kind of like to see him taking over some of the disciplining, maybe all of it. And uh, I, think that's, I think that's what I hear this saying here. Does it make a difference who, dad or mom, is the main disciplinarian in the home? Does it help mom be a better wife and mother if she isn't continuing to discipline when dad is home? I, I'm trying to think about the the main disciplines that we've done over the years. I think I've, I think I've sort of. Would you say I was a disciplinarian in the home, Martha? Although, okay, so I am in. I am in the home. In other words, I do my office work in the home. I'm there in the home, and so mothers do have to carry a lot of this weight. With with discipline. Um. Any any answers that you have for that? Well, one thing I do know, discipline is best done when it's needed, not... My children were telling me the other day, sometimes I would tell them that when we get home, I'm going to have to deal with a certain thing. And they were telling me of all the... how awful that was to look forward to that. I, I didn't even have any memory of it, but there they were... I think it was one of the little girls I told her, when we get home, we're going to need to deal with something. And, and I got home and I forgot about it. And the children came up to me and said, Daddy, the, your little child is kind of like walking around the kitchen doing glances at Dad like, are you going to... And they said, we remember that. And so don't... That's agony looking forward to something. So don't... I think discipline should be taken care of when, it's, when it should be done. So I don't think it works very well to have mother wait till the family, till dad gets home. And you need to be stepping in there with this one also. But if you're not getting it, um, then I think he needs to be making sure it gets done. Any other thoughts on that from the brethren? Sisters, any questions, I guess? Any more questions? Jesse, did you have some more questions? Hmm. I mean, it seems like it could get definitely overused. Right. I feel that I have done that. 
Right. And I'm trying to figure out if there is, if there's something that should be steered away from completely or not. If the parents are consistent, the child doesn't need to be told if you don't do it, uh, there's going to be consequences. They already know that. If, if, you're, if you're consistent beforehand, they know those things are coming. But also, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll have to leave it at that. If if the parents are consistent, and it, does, it shouldn't be a threat, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a threat, it should be, a, it should be commonly understood, I would say. If it's a threat, there's a wrong motive. So I probably should grow on my parenting, too, because I've done that already, where I don't want to deal. What happens is you don't really feel like dealing with it, and so you give them the ultimatum, and you hope they get it together quick so that you don't have to deal with it. Um. Okay. You know, changing direction of family can be very difficult. It's actually harder to change, you know, when, when a father says, whoops, I'm not sure this is the way I want my family to head it, and you've already been going that way. Um, it, that really takes the grace of God to bring your children's hearts with you and go a different direction. In the back there. Yeah, I don't know. I guess there's maybe there could be a place for that. You know, you're like you mentioned in your one story, um, when you were looking at buying that sports car, you know, your dad said, you know, if you do this, this will be the consequences of it. Um, not necessarily as a threat, but this is what, you know, this is what is, this will be the punishment for that. So I don't, I think there definitely should be, a child needs to understand what consequences are for doing certain things. Well, there is an element of, they, they need to be reminded of where things are at, and this, these are the ground rules. And so, you know, if things have been going on uh, and with forgetfulness, you know, let's say two months down the road, you all of a sudden go in on something out of the blue without them having, you know, there needs to be some understanding with your child where they're at, what all is happening there. There is, it seems like, 
You know, I made the statement the other day that, that you need to make sure that you've clarified with your children before you discipline, that they know what the expectations are. There is a few times, though, when I've disciplined younger children who just, there's just like they have this spirit and they're just not quite satisfied. And there's just like, they're, they're, not, never, they're not quite bad enough to be disciplined, but they're not good enough. And I've gone after that spirit a couple times where uh, um, this, this, this constant sort of like fussing and just a spirit of discontent. Um, I have gone after that a couple times with chastening. And I explained to them that you've just been not really, really bad, but just there's just this unsettled spirit about you. And I am chastening you for that. And that I've seen it clear up. Just more of a happiness and a peace come into the child's heart. I hope each of you families get to experience sort of that holy moment sometimes when discipline is done right and there's just a cleanness in the air. I don't know how to explain it other than that, but it happens once in a while. You are doing a good job with your children. I, I don't know where else you could go in the world and sit with a hundred little children and have the kind of rest that's happening here right now. I don't know where else you could go. Maybe I don't hear everything, but <laughs> I'm getting too used to children. Okay, we've got a few minutes for questions yet. Yes, brother. So if you see pride, I think first of all, start talking to them about it. I mean, usually with children, it starts showing off, you know, trying to get attention. Well, we all like attention, but it's appropriate to explain to them, you know, this is an appropriate way to get attention. Um, explain that to them. Brother Leonard, any, any more thoughts on that? When you see something. Okay, you mentioned selfishness, right? Selfishness. Go ahead, then I have a thought there. So, yeah, there are those outright blatant sins that, you know, we know that they need to be disciplined. But then you have that spirit, the child just, you were mentioning earlier, just not happy or, or selfish or, or those kind of things. I believe those need explanation and, and, and discipline just as much as in other words, you're going for, you're dealing then with an attitude, not so much an outright, blatant wrongdoing. And I think we need to go after their attitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife has been very good at that, dealing with the children, their attitudes. And so I think it's important. If we don't get a hold of the attitudes, 
it will come out and wrongdoing. I've brought my children into the room already. Okay, so somebody was selfish. Well, in that case, they took something from one of the other children. And we have a discussion about it. I'll walk them through it. Okay, so tell me your side of the story, and you tell me your side of the story. So they both discuss it, and they, they, each, they each tell their side. And then I'll say, well, little uh, whatever the name is. Um, so what I hear is you took something that belongs to her. In other words, she had it first. Is that correct? And they usually know if they crossed the line or not. I don't always discipline for that, but if I would go into you know, continual re- repetition of it, then I would say, then I would say, okay, this is, this is becoming an issue and I'm going to, you're always taking things, you're being selfish. And then I would discipline at that point, but I do have discussions with them. And then and sometimes I say, now, will you ask forgiveness of your sibling? And so they ask forgiveness and I ask the sibling to make sure that they clearly say, I forgive you. And then say, so now I would like you to hug each other. And then they usually get a big grin in their face and they give each other a big hug and get running off. And uh, that's, that's how I walk them through sometimes if it's, if it's something that just showed up. But then I also watch for those things that are becoming persistent habits. Children, I saw you little girls playing dollies. I thought that was so sweet. Always oh, playing your dollies there after church. All of you back here. Why don't we have all the children from 10 and under come up to the front here? All the children from 10 and under. Just come up here. Stand around here. Make yourself at home. Come over here. Leonard, if you want to come up. Wow, what a bunch of lovely children. Still coming. I saw that little girl carrying her brother to her father a while ago. He was about as big as she was. He's my brother. He's not heavy. He's my brother. When I think of children, I think of fathers... I think of the story in the Alaska wilderness where there are wolves around. And the Alaskan muskox, the fathers get in a circle around the, the young ones while the wolves are attacking. And I just thought we'd invite you children up here and have some of the older men just pray. A heads of protection around these young hearts here. They said, bring the children to Jesus so that he could bless them. Brother Leonard, do you want to bless the children? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for each one of these youngsters. There are parents here that 